Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. As you know, in this podcast, we like to take big, giant topics and break them down into tiny little bite-sized chunks, all with the big, giant goal of helping others through change. We're both uh, changeaholics and have gone through a lot ourselves, and our goal is really just to help others go through it as well. Kind of a timely week. Last week was Bell Let's Talk Day, which of course is all around ending the stigma around mental health. And so this week, we thought we would dive into that a little bit. Like, what is with this stigma? Why does it, does it still exist? Why does it still exist? All the juicy things that you guys know we love to talk about. Rod, what do you want to add into the mix? Yeah, I think it is um, much of what we talk about in our podcast, if I reflect upon it, like things just diving into perfectionism and these, yeah. you know, otherwise weaknesses of people. These are all just quirks of humanity. You know, 10, 20 years ago, if we talk, or even five years ago, if we talked about some of this stuff, people would be like, what? Why are you even like diving into that? Right. And we're, we're not, and you know, we've scratched around the edges a little bit with, on the mental health topic, just being sharing. And, and so um, it is really important the more that we can uh, have the conversations. And, uh, I'm, you know, it is a good opportunity for us to, to have this talk in line with the the bell let's talk day or it, it's a day but then i think it's a good conversation around around that day so it's like the whole week yeah that's what we're expanding it to and necessarily right because i do still think i asked the question up front but it was a bit rhetorical i do still think there's a ton of stigma around uh, hopefully less but um a ton of stigma still around if someone has um, mental health issues. Maybe there, maybe it's a little bit better with COVID because we're all talking more openly now about the anxiety we've been feeling, the stress and all of that. Um, but still, I think mm-hmm. there's a lot uh, of people being hesitant to tell other people in their lives about it. Is that your mm-hmm. experience as well? What's what's your experience with all of this? Yes, I think it, it is. People are hesitant to, to really open up and talk about yeah. it. It. And and which is there was I saw one headline saying like it's okay to not feel okay. Um, yes, that's a real shift in thinking. Like put it in perspective of so much of this self help uh, stuff that's out there, and I it, and it, it's like the message is oh you got to tell yourself that you're great. Like yes. you know we've we've talked about positive self talk and yeah yeah and all that. Oh all you got to do is just tell yourself that you're feeling good and you'll feel good and it's there's so much built around this idea that you know we just have the power to shift out of something into positivity and that's not um you know that's not the reality right right and don't you like so one of the things i think i've learned through this whole covid jam is certainly at the beginning and were, you know, I I have people reporting to me where I work and I felt like I needed to be like, Miss Happy, everything's jazz Mm -hmm. hands. And I thought I need to be happy all the time. And like, and I, I mean, I generally am a happy person, but in the early days of COVID, it was hard. And then I, I don't know what happened for me, but all of a sudden I realized, no, I need to be a little bit more transparent. Like if I'm feeling Mm -hmm. yucky, 
I can, I need to say that it's, it's up to me to say that because it almost gives other people permission to, to do that as well, to talk about mm-hmm. how they're feeling. And so if ever you're feeling awkward about it, know that you're probably going to give somebody a huge sense of release and relief. Mm-hmm. If you're the first one who's brave and says, you know what, actually, I'm not all right. Today's not mm-hmm. okay. Yesterday was okay. Today is not okay. Right? Mm-hmm. I think that that's, a, that's an important thing to remember in all of this, I think. That we can really mm-hmm. help people in our lives by being honest about what's really going on for us emotionally. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it challenges a, a number of kind of, I think, ingrained beliefs that we have. And, and stigma is perhaps... I'm, I used this term last week. I'm, I'm thinking while I'm talking. So <laughs> I love Stigma it when we like, do that. Go. I'm excited. You know, there's layers to it that uh, are beliefs that, uh, like to me, the word is they're, they're beliefs, but then they have like a negative connotation to the belief that's tied to it. So, yeah. you know, um, again, a bunch of years ago, if you were to say like, I'm feeling depressed or i'm feeling down the belief is that oh if you're if you're that then you've got actually like you you know a real problem with yourself and how could you you get out of that could you function could you perform at work could you do other things in life if you're no you're now i'm categorizing you're being categorized as uh with all these negative things i think to to some extent we've moved through that but there's still elements that are so it's like we i think we're at a better place in our society where it's more we're having this conversation but then what are these other levels of beliefs that people have like even with themselves it's like oh i've gone through this difficult period will i ever be able to right you know fill in, fill the, in blank. the blank yeah yeah yeah, yeah be successful yeah, yeah. you know whatever success is like will i be able to you know do this more challenging task or job because it's going to have stress and I've had stress before but well you know will I handle it not only my self view of that will somebody else what somebody else going to think like all yeah. there's so many layers to it that it's like continually needing to peel them back and challenge these beliefs and stigma that comes with it so interesting right so I do think that it triggers all of those inner gremlins when even within ourselves, so if you think of how, I mean, we've talked about this a ton of times, how hard we can be on ourselves and certainly perfectionism, as you said earlier, is a big reflector of that. But it's just so, uh, it's just so we almost do bring it on into ourselves in a way by being even harder on ourselves when it happens. If we need a stress day mm-hmm. or we need a, you know, an afternoon where we just shut down and don't talk to anybody and just watch, you know, mindless things mm-hmm. on Netflix or wherever, you know, like we're. We, we can be so hard on ourselves for, for needing that downtime, for needing mm-hmm. that unplugging. And it's so, it's so hard. It does make it worse, right? Rather mm-hmm. than just, you know, how do we get comfortable with just sitting with the ickiness and, you know, being okay with it and not feeling like it's a life sentence, not feeling like we're going to be in it forever. I think this is one of your favorite quotes. We've talked about it before, that whole this too shall pass how do we get into that this too shall pass mindset for ourselves so that it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like we're drowning if we are in a place of um of struggle right now mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorite that, quotes now too. I lo- I love that yeah. one. The um, that's a quote. I, thank you for attributing that to me, which I really picked up from from you. But that's okay. I'll take the credit. You say I, you did not pick it up for me. Come on, <laughs> totally that was did. totally you. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so let's <laughs> let um. How about let's talk a little bit about how stigma has shifted, just to recognize some progress and. If, if we Can are I tell a you a dark story? Society, we Can are... I tell you a yeah. dark story from my past at work? So, um, you know, at times there are folks who take a leave of absence, right? Like for a variety mm-hmm. of different reasons. And back in the day, in the 90s, the people I worked with used to call it, get ready, you're going to be grossed out. Go for it. Uh, crazy leave. And, you know, like, and, and like, you think of that now, my skin crawls, I have an icky look on my face. Thank goodness we can't see each other. I have like a scrunched up look on my face because I think of that now and I think, I, how did that? Oh my goodness me. But I didn't stop it. I didn't say to anybody, yo, wait a minute. Like I didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't stand up Mm -hmm. back then and say, you know what? Someone's going through stress. Like let's, what can we do to help them? Like all the things that we maybe think a little more naturally of doing now of like, how can I reach in? How can I help? What can I do? Mm -hmm. All those things, you know, this is just 20, is that 20 or is that 30 years ago? I don't like math anymore, Rod. Um, (laughs) That could be 30 years ago now, for goodness sake. But whatever the the 90s was, there was just this notion of, oh, yeah, they went on crazy leave. They couldn't handle the stress and all that. It's horrible to it's horrible to reflect back on that. And I'm honestly embarrassed telling the story like my face is red. Like I'm embarrassed telling the story because I didn't advocate back then you know yeah i hope i hope to think that we're all better allies now but in the 90s that allyship was definitely not there totally you know but it's just it's an honest sharing of frankly where people are at like i remember and so in that same period of time when i was doing i I worked in my co-op terms in university i was in something called ergonomics which is tied right. to health and safety. And then so I was kind of at that time, like paying attention to um, like I did ergonomics. So people would get if it like chronic situations at work, which would lead to right. to injuries. So it's not like you broke your leg. That's an obvious injury. It's like you have a, a back issue. Well, where did that come from? It doesn't come right. from over time. And it's related to it was related greatly to stress. And I remember at the time, um, there was like this epidemic of people going on stress leaves and then uh like the equivalence of WSIB would stopped uh um paying for or you couldn't or workplaces would not pay for cover stress leaves because oh, wow. the perception was yeah because the perception that you was, brought it on yourself it was you were just taking advantage you were <gasps> yeah you just wanted time off and so you were just saying that cuz like how because Again, like think of the analogy of wow. if you've broken a bone, right, you can have an right, x-ray, right. you can see that, there it is. But if you're like saying, I can't work, I'm broken in some way. Yeah. Well, show the proof. Well, it's just because you're saying that. So, 
and then even like fast forward. I'm sending so, love to all the people in the '90s who oh went gosh, through that. those experiences. Like I don't, I, yeah. I, I uh, that is just wow. Sorry, yeah. keep going with your story. No. Sorry, I just woo. That no, was no, like no, I, wave of emotion. It what it honestly it's what got me interested into psychology because I would I remember yeah. thinking like people who would say okay now I'm injured and I can't work anymore even though it was a physical experience they it was very much a stressed psychological process because they had to it was hard to prove like these right. repetitive injuries right. but anyway so and I I don't want to like it is a long time ago and our sh those extreme statements you know have shifted but it is still in the like today if someone goes uh you know call in saying i can't come into work and the doctor you know rightfully so the we're not told what the the, the thing is and so right, people start right. thinking oh because well, it's stress you know there is still kind of it's much better now but even in the last you know few years ago it would have been people would hesitate for that yeah um yeah and and be thinking to themselves oh is this really you know what's up there but i i think more and more as you see and I, you know, there's people who take the time to recover and, and come back. It's, you see, it's worthwhile to be having these conversations because when they're left unaddressed, it becomes uh, much more extreme. Right. Because so, there's no, sorry, you go. Yeah. No, no, no. Finish. Sit. No, I was just going to say, like, there's, there's, it's so difficult. And I know that. For the people I know in more recent times where they have taken a leave because stress has been a huge factor. You're right. There still are. I think what maybe is different now is that initial thought may happen in an other's person's mind, mm -hmm. but that um, you wouldn't necessarily say it all out loud. So we may all still have that initial thought that we had growing up. But what mm -hmm. matters now, I think, is how we actually behave. And I, mm. I hope that now we all behave and come from a place of when someone's going through that, even if in the back of your mind, you still may be having that sort of stigmatized response, which we can't control. Yeah. It's like it's like biases of any sort, right? It's just going to be what it is, but it's what we do with that right. afterwards. How do we behave once that initial sort of thought happens in our minds? Let's not beat ourselves up for that, whether it's towards ourselves or towards another. Mm. Um but what do we do with that, right? Like, do we act from that sort of yucky place? Or I'm labeling it. Um, mm -hmm. But or do we act from well, like, oh, wow, that was interesting that I just had that thought. Let me respond compassionately. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, with um, with empathy to this person. That's what I'm hoping mm -hmm. has changed. Because it's hard. Yeah. You can't you can't unprogram bias, I don't think. All you can yeah. do is unprogram one's response to that sort yeah. of i'm going to call it a pre-existing condition yeah what do you do yeah. with that pre-existing yeah. condition uh yeah. and how do you you know how do you make sure that you're not hurting another person um yeah based on it's that true. mindset it's such a powerful thing you, you just said it's like you know whatever that immediate thought or belief or reflex let that go by and then just say yeah. you know what respond with empathy and it's so and and remind remind yourself and remind others in the in the situations is that um, that's the the way to respond to it and um, allow people to to bounce back. Right. And that there's my segue. That's what I was going <laughs> to tie into earlier. 
I fun. Love, by the way, I love the word segue. It's such a radio word. Like DJs it's a great word. Use a word segue. Well, and even seeing it written down, it's a pretty word as well. Like there's something very balanced about even just seeing the word segue. So I'm with you. Yeah. I know that's weird. I know, you know, it's the same part of my brain that likes looking at mathematical equations. Don't make fun. Like I just, there's something beautiful and symmetrical about it in some way. I love it. I'm going to have to write it out. Some calligraphy. So let me, so I want to, so. Calligraphy. If I get that for Christmas, you are in big stinky trouble. I'm just saying. Just a segue embroidered on a pillow. Yes, let's segue, Rod. Okay, so the um, I, like in the you know in the spirit of talking about w- what Bell's Let's uh, Talk Day is about is sharing our experiences, and I, and you know I, I will share that a number of years ago, not too long ago, I was I remember going to see my doctor, and the doc you're there do, with that whatever the annual check, and they always at least mine is it's pretty good. It's like, is there anything else you'd like to talk about? And it was one of these like. If he hadn't asked the question, I probably would have said anything. Yeah. But since he asked, yeah. and there was a, enough of a pause. I said, well, you know, I must admit, like, to feeling just down more often than not. Like, just mm. kind of. And um, so we talked about it. And he recommended uh, something that's called the Bounce Back Program. That, that, that's my segue. And it's, uh, so Canadian Mental Health Association developed a program. Which is a, which? Program meaning like, it's a structured way that information they have to deal with different things like anxiety, stress, yeah, sleeping, uh, difficulty sleeping, other stuff, other stuff. They, um, they have an intake. They have someone that you talk to. To they share workbooks and, and stuff that you can work you know, <gasps> look at. You know, I love homework. That's amazing. Yeah, and um the uh and so it's like avail so we're in ontario i'm pretty sure it's available to anybody if you ask your doc you need a doctor prescription which is kind of how it works cool. for us and um so it's free to use and it, and all this stuff so i i i i was like okay you know i i, I did it and i i must admit initially feeling a little bit you know, I didn't tell all my friends about it. It's like, hey, I was yes. at the doctor. And, yes. Uh, I got yes. the, you know, the, whatever. Uh, but um, I honestly, I found it really useful. There was stuff, and I'd been just, you know, myself, as stress had come up with work and other things, had doing like my self-study of, yeah. of whatever, how to handle it get into meditation, get into, you know, reading these different books about psychology. And so when I went through the material, there was a lot that I recognized. I was like, yep, I know that. Yep, I know that. But there were a lot of gems. I was like, oh, I didn't quite know this other part or how cool. these things interact. And and then kind of just how to... to I won't say manage it, but like how things that you could do to understand what's happening that help right. the stress flow through rather than stay in side. And get blocked by it. Yeah. 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 And I like that is so I love first of all, I love that we have those resources. I'm hoping that wherever you live, friends, because I know we have new listeners from all over the place. 
Um, maybe you can talk to your doctor if, if you know that this is going on for you. Talk to your doctor and say, I've heard that there's a program like this in Ontario. Do we have something like that? Um, because I'm going to guess, I think that the entire medical profession is getting better at this as well, at recognizing mm-hmm. that sometimes a little bit of short-term help can really just help you get through these dark times. And I love that it's called Bounce Back. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. What a great name yeah. for the program. Yeah. And so there's the, it, the uh, in it, uh, lots of material. There's one, uh, I'm going to say like it's a framework. It, they, they refer to it as a five areas approach. And so when, when I saw this from, put my keenness and interest in psychology hat on, and I was like, oh, I really like this model framework. What's, what could be better than a nice diagram to explain how this stuff works so i, I want to talk I you through love it, it which is of course if we were looking at a picture it'd be easier but it i think let me talk you through so okay it's it's all framed in a situation of what they they refer to like altered thinking or altered feelings and i right. would even say i would like to take out that word oh, i know this is the official canadian mental health thing but they should just take out the word altered and be like this is thinking, feeling, you know, physical. Absolutely uh, right. And, Having and that altered behavior. world word it in there it, is a stigma, like a stigma it? unto itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's so like a I'm guide gonna, for when things are just feeling a little, when you're just not feeling quite yourself. That's right. what we'll call or it. Just, or even just being human. So how are you feeling? So oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, <laughs> a, guide to, a guide to being human. I like that way better. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, tell me, tell me, tell me. I'm excited. Go. Okay, so the way that they set it up is like you have a situation. And, and I'm reading verbatim from one of the workbooks I kept. And uh, so this is what it says. Like, So you have a situation. And, that, for example, um, you're not able to pay your bills every week. Right. That. So imagine a diagram. That links to thinking. And you, you start. And so in this case, it's like, okay, I'm going to be... Uh, you know, that service is going to be cut. I won't be able to keep my myself right. or um, so that thought links to two different things. One is how you feel about it, your emotions, your stress, yeah. the part yeah. that you can't, you know, it's, um, that's there. But it also links to physical symptoms. And this is in this this is one of these diagrams where there's an arrow between every box. So it's like the thinking leaks, leaks, links to the emotions, which also links to physical, physical things that you feel. Right. And back and forth. And so it's like that stress, which is the emotion side, the feelings, links to perhaps not sleeping well at night. Not sleeping well at night links back to the feelings, right? It becomes... That is so, so I'm just thinking about it because, you know, I always have to relate it to my own lived experience, but there have been times during COVID, like where we were in serious lockdown and I live by myself and, and so not having, um, you know, not being able to have people over or whatever. Um, I was having chest pains, like actual chest Mm. pains. And I knew it wasn't a heart attack because I'm a pretty healthy girl, but, uh, like I, I honestly was having chest pains and I talked to my therapist, Frank about it and you know, all the things and we kind of talked me down off the ledge, but mm-hmm. I, I have definitely had those physiological, um, expressions of the thinking turning into yeah. 
physical and then and then it go back and it goes back to it like and me too so then yeah then the other the final thing that it's linked to again this diagram it's like all the interrelations is the behavior so when right. whether you uh drink you know drink more to try to calm that stress or i don't know what you're talking about right <laughs> i can't relate to or, that at all but yes right, <laughs> right. or you you know um a whole bag uh, of chips for dinner eat, or, or whatever you or where you have then a like a behavior could be then how you act with other people yeah yeah and demonstrating that so it's like and then that and then the the big aha for me is and i would actually i've used this sometimes when something's really bothering me and i kind of like either mentally or on a piece of paper map out to go oh wait a second like my then the lack of sleep i'm stressed because i'm not sleeping I'm right. more stressed now. and then and I'm, I'm not sleeping big, because I'm stressed and right. yes yeah. yes and then the and then this other stuff of like uh you know being grumpy and difficult with people like my family or and then that links back to then being stressed again so it just shows how you have to be aware that these things are so interrelated and how you yeah. feel so 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 the back to the beginning is this a situation often prompts it is is so it's not like when you think back to things you can go you can usually find a situation which prompts thinking about it right. which then leads right. to the feelings i call that perseverating 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 when your brain is just like spinning and spinning and spinning on the oh, same yeah. idea and it won't let go and it's just you're just you're in it your brain is just in it yeah for me that's i call that perseverating i don't i'm not even sure if that's an actual word but i like the way it sounds (laughs) (laughs) that's that's also going to be embroidered on a pillow i I just had to figure out how to spell it (laughs) fun times (laughs) so that i i so that in terms of sharing and talking about i think that i'm I'm sure anybody listening would be like what what was the second box and the third box I think that if uh, they call it the five areas approach, um, five areas approach, who's, okay, uh, knows the Google, but uh, it has a situation lead to thinking, which leads to feelings and physical s- experiences, symptoms that are are also then linked to then behavior that you you do right. in reaction to the thoughts and feelings and symptoms. You know, I love a good model. I am absolutely going to check it out. Maybe we can post mm-hmm. a link to it somewhere yeah. or something. I don't know how you do all oh, that yes. magic, but maybe through some sort of magic. Yeah, whoever produces this podcast could uh, maybe try. Yeah, the, the, our podcast producer, <laughs> quite right, Roderick. Quite right. <laughs> and you know what? I also can I just comment like at a meta level about something that I'm finding interesting yeah. about today. So, you know, we're talking about. Um, stigmas around mental health and and it's a big heavy topic and we've talked we've talked about heavy topics here i i find myself wanting to giggle more as we i don't i know this is going to sound weird i find Mm. myself giggling more and i think that that is my own discomfort with addressing Mm. these types of things you know like i there is a part of me that seems to want to not gloss over because i don't think i'm doing that but there is a part of me that just wants to be like ha 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 it's not gonna be that bad my way through it and i just find that so interesting as a reaction as well you know because that's also i think just as i mean it's it's obviously terrible to 
have some of the, I'm just going to call it the 90s behavior around these things. But yeah. um, it's not easy, right? And so I I do, I, I am finding the fact that I've been giggling so much an interesting commentary, even on how I personally feel about this, you know, that it's just, it's a hard topic to talk about. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, um, I'm glad we are, but it's a hard topic to talk about. And really, I think there's even a, a next level of this, right? Because really, we're talking about it in the context of, you know, you're feeling stressed at work, or, or you're, you know, you're having a few bad days, or you're feeling a little bit blue there. These are obviously not um, there are deeper mental health uh, challenges that people go through that I think are um, that we're not really addressing those deeper ones right now, like true anxiety and depression and things like that, which I think are um, that's where it's even it's even harder, I think, to have that um, the lack of stigma and, and have people reach in and help when we're talking about really serious um, depression and anxiety. And so if you're mm-hmm. feeling all those things, friends, you're not alone. Please make sure you're talking to somebody. If we can just have a plug for talking to someone, mm-hmm. someone who loves you, someone who cares about you, um, yeah. you, you don't have to go through it alone. Yeah. You really Talk. don't. Like it's it's yeah. the hardest thing to feel like you can reach into someone when you're feeling that horrible. But your friends, mm-hmm. will, your friends, your loved ones, your chosen family, your real family, they'll want to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. They will. And and your doctor or a doc, like yeah. whether you have a family doctor or not, like they they are there and the, these resources are at their availability. And by the way, I did this all. This is all, you know, well before COVID, but um, but it was all uh, on the phone and stuff sent in the mail. I never went to see anybody. So that's um, awesome for that this bounce back program. Well, and you guys all know, I mean, I've been in therapy for like a thousand years, but when I first started, I, and now I'm super open about it. Like I don't talk to anybody about Frank because I love Frank. Um, but it's, it's, you know, for the, in the beginning, I really was, I was quite, uh, it was always my appointments were always on Wednesday nights and people would say, Oh, where are you going? Nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I was really embarrassed, uh, to talk about it, um, other than with my family and, uh, I don't know, I guess mm. through all the great work we've done together, it really doesn't bug me anymore talking about it. Mm. But it's for a long while, I had that feeling of being ashamed to say I need help, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. But there's yeah. there's no shame or embarrassment in needing help. We are programmed yeah. to think that it's, you know, there's like a little bit of societal programming that if you ask for help, there's something wrong with you. And that is not true yeah there's so many resources and people and um things out there that can help you right now some for free some you have to pay for um but it's it's worth it to look into it you can find your way out yeah it's true and it'd be like this very quick anecdote um and then i think we come to the end for today and i'll like i remember at some point along this i I told my mom and because she's asked like how are you doing like you you know you seem preoccupied and I was like well and then I talked to her and she's like oh yeah I've been I've had you know stress moments anxiety since early 70s or late 60s and and I my reaction was how come I never knew that yes like she never would have I mean a parent never would have taught a conversation with a child to say like I'm feeling stressed in this right let me explain why I'm like this no never but I guess as 
you know, time has gone by and we then never talked about it. And then once I broached the conversation, it became like very comfortable. And that's, that's the, awesome. the power of uh, connecting with your family and friends and to share what you, you know, what we're all, where, where are we at and go, what we're going through? It's that whole, oh, you too? I thought I was the only one. You know, it's, right. it's that feeling of camaraderie that can really, really help. Yeah. Um, you know, no, we don't have to gloss over our feelings. We don't have to gloss over our emotions. If we're feeling like crap right now, we can tell each other. And, and yeah. uh, you and I do that. If we're stressed out, we talk to each other about stuff all the time. And it, right. and it really helps. It really it helps. Does. We work through work problems, family problems, friend problems. Like we do all of that together. And I'm so, so grateful, Rod, honestly. Mm -hmm. I love Me talking too. to you about all this stuff. This is such a good topic today. It is. Oh, and a juicy one at that. Well, thanks very much, Leslie. Thank you, Rod. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.